Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey! Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's almost Christmas time. Oh my goodness. Are you getting all of your latest last minute gifts? Some of you guys are like, what are you talking about? I have not even started shopping yet. That's okay. That's all right. You know, if you're shopping for your wife, go buy her diamonds. If you're shopping for your husband, well, I, I really don't know because my husband's super hard to buy for and I'm not. He's actually in the studio today. Um, I don't know. Pray and the Holy Spirit will tell you what to buy for him. Uh, uh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, love. I love spending this time with you um, on Sunday afternoons. I I, I really want you guys to, if, if you're interested, you don't have to. I don't want to be that pushy person. Uh, but we are all over social media. I got a real hopping Facebook page uh, that we definitely update all the time. I've got an awesome team that helps me with that. Uh, we got Instagram, Autumn Miles, Facebook, Autumn Miles, Twitter. I don't do a lot on that, but, um, you know, it's there if you want to follow along on that. Also, uh, I founded a ministry in 2010 called The Blush Network. You can follow The Blush Network, um, Facebook, Instagram, also Twitter as well, um, Snapchat, maybe. Uh, but we would love for you guys to follow along. I love to hear from you. I'm really big on this. I, I We pray for you, my staff, my team praise for you because we believe that if you are here and you can hear my voice, there is so much purpose in, in your life. You are here on purpose, for purpose, uh, and you were created by a God with major purpose. Um, so we, we really believe that God wants to do huge things in your life, in your family's lives. Um, and we would really like to hear about it. If you have a prayer need, I would love for you to um, follow us, uh, follow me on Facebook, Autumn Miles. You can message me um, and and just ask for prayer. My team and myself is watching and um, we definitely respond with prayer and and it, it's one of those beautiful eras where you can reach out via social media and really hang out um, and, and ask for prayer and get responses. It's really a beautiful era that we live in. Such an incredible tool. I don't want to take any more time because I have a lot to talk about today. Uh, but one of the things, we have these society groups that we do all over the country. We have several that meet in the Dallas area. You can um, go to our website, theblushnetwork.com and click on society groups for uh, the ones that meet in our area, but these society groups are our smaller groups of just kind of little, little acts, not churches, but little acts groups where we kind of all share our food and um, pray together and worship God together and stuff like that. And, and the word always comes from me. And this guy laid this concept on my heart three weeks ago in Disney World. Okay. I took my four kids to Disney World um, right before Thanksgiving, which was insanity. Uh, but I'm walking around and God gave me this concept of breaking the stronghold. 
And here I am at Disney World, and you know, Disney World is absolutely incredible. Anything Disney is basically incredible. Um, but I, I'm walking around, and and I see this the castle, Cinderella's castle, and we've been there multiple times. Um, it always amazes me. It's always beautiful. They always have it lit up. There's like frozen icicle-y things on there. Um, now I think they put them on there when Frozen came out. But here, um, I'm looking at this castle, and, and I get this concept, breaking the stronghold. And it really stuck with me, and I was thinking about Christmas for our society groups, and um, I, I really was taken with the fact that some of us have incredible, powerful, strong holds that are holding us back in our lives. And I, I actually looked it up, looked up the definition, and I don't really do the dictionary.com um, or whatever thing very much, but I was really interested in the definition of stronghold. Um, it is this, a fortress, an enemy stronghold, a fort, a castle, a citadel, a particular cause of belief that is upheld. And when I when I realized that God gave me the concept of Disney World, looking at the Cinderella's castle, um, it really made sense to me about this this concept of of strong hold in our lives. Now, let me just define this for you a little bit. Um, a lot of us go to church and, and that's incredible. But there are things in our life. There, there is there is probably one major thing in your life that you struggle with on a regular basis. And you you have almost come to terms with this sin, okay? Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want you kind of, guys to kind of look at this sin, this stronghold in your life as a castle because that is how it's defined on, on the dictionary on the internet, okay? I want you to look at it as a fort, as a castle, um, as, as something that is uh, very much fortified. Uh, we, th- there, are, there is normally one thing in our life that we will excuse away, that we will justify and that we will deflect from um, pretty much on a regular basis because that thing um, has become a part of us. And as I was thinking of this breaking the stronghold, God wants to get in there and he wants to beat that thing and he wants you to get rid of that thing for good forever and I know that I'm speaking to some today some of you guys just turned up your radio because you're like "Ooh, I know exactly what it is it's that thing that comes to mind when I say that sin that you just can't get a handle on that thing that you've built up almost as a fortress as a castle in your life that you've protected maybe there's a moat around it in, inside of your heart maybe you know it's armed there's artillery all around the top of it. It is a fortress for something that you have allowed in your life because it's too hard to remove. And this is what you do when people challenge you on that. Oh, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I was made. Well, that's just how I've learned to deal with things. Oh, well, you know, let's talk about you. You'll deflect and talk to about someone else's problems because you won't let anyone in to that stronghold. Well, I am just declaring over your life today, God wants it gone. 
he wants it gone. And as I was thinking of this whole concept of um, the stronghold, God led me to um, uh, Joshua to, and hang with me, I'm going to have a bunch of scriptures for you. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, we know Joshua, he took over from Moses. He's a pretty bad dude. I mean, this dude is like amazing. Okay. I'm going back to the nineties with my bad dude, bad meaning good. You know what I'm saying? Then Joshua, the son of Nun sent two men as spies secretly to Shittim saying, go view the land, the promised land, especially Jericho. So they went and came into the house house of the harlot whose name was Rahab and lodged there. We're uh, lodged there. We're just going to take a couple of, of, of lines here. Um, go to Shidem, view the promised land, especially Jericho. Now, why did Joshua want the Israelites to go and view Jericho first? Because Jericho and um, the fortress that it was, the walls that were built around it um, was allowed to reside in a place that was not theirs. Okay, stick with me. And Joshua knew it was the strongest fortified city. It was the one that was the most well supplied. It was the city that could overcome the nation of Israel without God's help. It was the one that if they didn't go to it first and take it um, with God's might, the other cities they might not be able to overcome. It was the one stronghold that was uh, that that would have kept Israel from assuming their promised land, especially Jericho. And we're going to call that stronghold in your life, your Jericho, especially Jericho. Go into the land, spy out the land in your heart. Just do a little heart searching right now. What's, what's your Jericho? What's the thing that God desperately wants to bust up? He wants the walls to fall down. He wants you to get rid of that sin. He wants to conquer it, but you will not let him because the work is too hard. Let me tell you, someone who is resistant to what I am saying today, that thing, that stronghold in your life is keeping you from your promised land. It is taking from you. It's not giving to you. You may have made peace with it being in your life, but it is 100% hindering the abundance of Christ in your life. And I'm just asking you, is it worth it? It is 1000% overcomable. We're, we're going to talk about um, how to break it. I love the, I love the practical aspect of this, you know, okay, okay, Autumn, you know, you tell me I got a stronghold, but how in the world do I get rid of it? Um, what do I do? Every stronghold needs a force to confront it that is stronger. And if we actually let that force come in, Jericho needed God. God is the one who defeated Jericho. The Israelites didn't do it. I mean, they marched around the walls and, you know, congratulations to them. But it was God who made those walls fall down. Every stronghold needs a force that is stronger. And if you do not let God in and if you quench the Holy Spirit and if you don't allow God to do the work that he wants to do in that stronghold and in that life, you're not going to find victory over it. But it is possible. Why? Jericho's walls fell. Your walls can fall. As well, every strong city 
needs a force that is stronger. I want you to go in your, if you're driving, I don't want you to die. I want you to, um, you know, hang with me. I want you to go to Isaiah um, verse seven. Now I'm going to kind of breeze through this. I have a couple of things um, to point out about this passage. It's a very interesting passage to me. I I love it. Um, I've studied it multiple times. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah. Ahaz was the king of Judah. That Rezin, the king of Aram, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to wage war against it, but could not conquer it. I, um, I love that these two Kings went up to, um, defeat Israel, but they couldn't. (laughs) Oh, that's God for you standing with, um, Judah. When it was reported to the house of David saying the Arminians have camped in Ephraim, his heart and the hearts of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake with the wind. I wish I had time to spin on that point, but I don't. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, go out to meet Ahaz. Now, now God knows when we freak out. Okay. And a King Ahaz, the King of Judah, he was freaking out Two two nations have come against them. Um, the Judah and, um, you know, he's freaking out. Okay. Um, the Lord says, listen, Isaiah, go out and hang out with Ahaz. I want to talk to him. So, um, he went out, uh, to meet Ahaz and said to him, take care and be calm. Have no fear. Don't be faint hearted because of these two stubs of smoldering fire bands. I love that. That was like the slang back then. Two stubs of smoldering fire bands on account of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and the son of Remaliah. Because Aram with Ephraim, stay with me. And the son of Remaliah has planned evil against you saying, let's go up against Judah. Let's terrorize it. Let's make for ourselves a breach in its walls and set up the son of Tabeel as king in the midst. Thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. And he goes on um, in verse nine, he says, if you will not believe, you will surely not believe. Last. Now, this is what is happening here. Um, I love that Isaiah uses the slang, um, you know, these smoldering fire bands. It'd be like two torches, okay? Um, they look, they, they seem like they're hot. They seem like they're intimidating, but they're just smoking, okay? Two of those fiery torches, you know, that you see in the movies. And I don't know, maybe you have a torch around your house that you carry around. I don't really know. Um, just just imagine like a tiki torch, like times 10. Uh, but but they, they're... Isaiah is saying, listen, these two kings, they're intimidating, yes. You did get a report, yes, that they are going to overcome um, Judah. And yes, they have tried to conquer you. And yes, yes, they do have a plan um, to, to overcome you. But they are merely intimidation. Their plan will absolutely not stand. I love that he says two stumps of smoking torches. They're not a threat. They're just intimidating. Um, Isaiah says, stop worrying. Just stop worrying about it. And I, I, I want to bring the, the point in Isaiah 7, 7, it says this, it shall not come about and it shall not um, stand. This is the point I want to make. 
King Ahaz, who known, no doubt, and heard and had seen the power of the Lord, um, he knew that he was king of Judah. He knew, um, he knew the importance of his calling somewhere along the way, even though he was in a favorable position, he had stopped believing that um, God could help them conquer anything. Isaiah had to go and he had to comfort um, Ahaz and say, listen, it's not going to happen. It's just intimidation. But somewhere in Ahaz's thought process, he began to believe that that um, that people coming up to Judah and them trying to conquer Judah, eventually it would happen. He had no belief that God could fight back even the fiercest enemies. So stuck out to me. The last, the last part says, if you will not believe, you surely shall not last. I just sat and thought about this as I was reading this passage coupled with Jericho, how, how Jericho had to be gone. That stronghold had to be busted up. Those walls had to fall in order for Israel to take its inheritance. But here we have, um, and Israelites believed that God was had to do what um, he said he was going to do to Jericho. But here we have a king of Judah who has really resigned. Even though he knew that God could do anything, he'd resigned any sort of belief in God and just sort of started existing with the idea that they could be conquered. And I just, I just wonder if, if maybe this is where you are today with that stronghold, with that strong force that is keeping you out of your promised land. Have you just, just like King Ahaz, have you just sort of resigned to the fact that you really don't believe that God can conquer this area in your life? You know, Isaiah looks at him and says, if you will not believe you will surely not last. In Isaiah 7, 9, if you will not believe, you will surely not last. The first step in breaking that thing, that stronghold, that thing that has got you by the, the, the face and you are subject to it and it is, you are its slave, the thing to breaking that bit out of your mouth is belief that even though it's been with you since you were a child, even though that's how you, you define yourself that's just the way that I am. Even though you won't let anyone in, you have to believe that God will do what he says he is going to do. And that's what Ahaz had forgotten. He forgot who backed him. And we have to get to a point if we're going to break any sort of stronghold is number one, we have to believe that it is possible in our life with God's help. I'm not saying breaking a stronghold is easy. I understand it's not. I've got strongholds in my life that God sometimes he has to break multiple times, um, you know, in a year, in a month, whatever. Sometimes every day I have to submit my stronghold uh, to the Lord and say, God, you're going to have to conquer it again today. You're going to have to conquer this again today. We have to be humble before the God. Um, of the universe that can do mighty things on our behalf. But you have to believe it is possible. And you should believe it's possible because it is keeping you 
from all that God has for you. Verse 10 says this, then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, ask for a sign. I love this. Yeah, he says a lot of stuff about signs in that Christmas story. Ask for a sign for yourself from the Lord, your God. Make it as deep as Sheol or as high as the heavens. It's beautiful. God in this moment is really submitting himself to man. Give give me a sign. I'll do whatever you want me to do. What do you want me to do? What do you want me? What can I do for you to help you believe that I am as awesome as I was to your forefathers? What can I do to you to make you understand that I am who I say I am, that I will conquer what I say that I can conquer, that I will absolutely keep these two smoking fire bands out of your life? What can I do for you, Ahaz, that will wake you up, that will show you, that will tell you that I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning of the end. I am the first. I am the last. I am who I say that I am. What what a humble, beautiful, amazing God that we serve, that he gets down on our levels and he says, I know it's hard for you to believe, Ahaz, but I'll give you a sign if you need one. And I'm I'm gonna do a wonder for you if you just ask. God's humility is met with Ahaz's pride. Oh, if I could just get in the room with Ahaz, I would have slapped him. He said, um, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. You know, sometimes humility, um, you know, people put out this, this face of humility when really they're dripping with pride. I, I just, this guy, you know, oh, you know, I... You know how people just act humble, but inside they're all about themselves. And, you know, this is Ahaz right here. I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. God just stooped his level down to you, Ahaz. And you are so prideful that you will not realize whose presence you are in. I will not ask. Get over yourself, Ahaz. And that's basically what the Lord says. I love it. I love how um, God answers. Listen now, O house of David. He didn't even address Ahaz. He's like, dude, I'm done with you. Listen now, O house of David. It is too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men that you will try the patience of God as well. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will bear a child and his name will be called Emmanuel. God is so ticked at this point. He got down to a man's level where he has no business being, but he does because sometimes we're just stupid. He got down to his level. I will give you a sign. I will help you with your faith. I will I will show you that I can defeat uh, these people. I will show you that I can defeat the stronghold in your life. I will show you that I am greater I will show you that I am for you. I will show you that I love you. And we answer God's humility with the pride of our heart. Oh, no, God, I've been like this forever. Oh, step back, God. I've tried to work on this and you just haven't been there for me. Oh, no, God, uh, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't deal with that anymore. I'm too busy. Um, you know, I don't know what your response is to God humbling himself and saying, listen, I will do anything on your behalf, but you better check that and you better listen to the fact that God wants to break up that stronghold because it's hindering you from your promised land. He said, I'm going to give you a sign. A virgin will be with child and will bear a son. They will call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. God with us. What a blessing. 
Isaiah 7, 14 says that. And I want you to just flip in your Bibles in your mind. You don't really have to flip there. You're driving. But in Matthew 1, Joseph has a dream. Verse 21, she will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will bear a son. She'll be with child and they will call his name Emmanuel, which translates God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. The first thing you have to believe to break up that stronghold in your life is you, you, you have to believe. The second component of breaking that stronghold forever, if you, 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 you have to have um, a supplement for your disbelief. You have to have a payment for your sin. And that payment came in the sign that God gave Ahaz in a virgin bearing a child that was called Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Your belief coupled with a baby that was born to die for that stronghold, will bust it up. And I want you today just to think about that. It's not rocket science. It's faith science. Belief with a baby will break it up. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. I'll see you next time here on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.